1000 rings, 1000 rings, 1000 rings, Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Top 1000 Radio. This is Song Battle number 16, episode 17. Today we've got Streets of Bakersfield, Buck Owens, going up against 1999 from Prince, going home from Chris Knight, Goodbye to Romance by Ozzy, Osborne that is, Little Sister by Elvis, Presley that is, and we are going to, before we get into our song notes, we are going to, this is, I mean, this is hard. Uh, White Snake and Aerosmith tied. I don't know why we keep getting ties on these. The, I mean, it was exactly like four, four for White Snake on Instagram, two at the other place, two for Aerosmith on Instagram, four at the other place. And... Even though Saxon had been ahead in the polls for months, going all the way back to when they announced their candidacy, um, you know, for some reason they they came. In, I mean, they were only down two points. Um, and if it weren't for my daughters, who are the best daughters in the world, um, they probably wouldn't have done that well. So, um, and that you know, like I was explaining to my youngest, that goes to show you the power of merchandise because. Uh, their love for Saxon is due solely to the shirt that I bought. One of them, I think I bought it for my oldest one Christmas is like a stocking stuffer, but they, they love that shirt. Um, so merchandise is, uh, is, is a powerful thing. Um, but, uh, you all, uh, did not do me a solid and you know, I'm almost tempted. I was, I was tempted to go ahead and just give it to Saxon. Because a bunch of you are voting in these polls and you're not even listening to the podcast. So why should I even care, right? But as they say, character is what you do when no one's watching. So I am going to show some character here. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the polls on the ones that I say I'm going to go with the polls on. And I, that's what I do on the, uh, on the challengers poll. I, le- I leave it up to you guys, all right? And so... Um, so we're gonna we're gonna let uh, I believe my wife she hates Aerosmith so I know she voted for White Snake so we're gonna uh, go ahead and put White Snake and we're gonna go with their big one uh, Here I Go Again uh, that's a huge White Snake song and uh, that one replaces You're Gonna Lose That Girl by the Beatles All right okay and without further ado uh, th- th- those of you who want to know what we're doing on this uh podcast what this is all about go back a couple of episodes episode 15 and i explain how i you know my methodology for what i'm doing so i don't want to explain that every single time uh we do the podcast all right so let's get to the song notes song facts streets of bakersfield from 1973's witness notes from a lonely room by buck owens from info galactic Homer Joy, the song's writer, was approached in 1972 by representatives from Buck Owens Studio in Bakersfield, California, about recording a Hank Williams Sr. sound-alike album. Joy initially refused, saying, I don't want to be like Hank, I just want to be me. Eventually, he agreed to come in and record it on the condition that he would also get to record some of his own songs as well. After the recording, however, the studio manager told Joy 
that he'd forgotten that the Buckaroos, Buck Owens' band, were practicing for an upcoming tour, and that Joy would have to wait to record his original songs. Refusing to back down, Joy would show up at the studio at 8 a.m. every morning, only to be told that the Buckaroos were busy and that they would have to wait. One night, Joy decided to take a walk around town, Bakersfield, only to have the brand new cowboy boots he'd been wearing give him blisters all over his feet. I barely made it back to the car, and on top of that, I was still upset about everything, and I went back to my hotel room, and I wrote Streets of Bakersfield. As usual, Joy went to the studio at 8 a.m. the following morning, and the studio manager, out of frustration, grabbed a guitar off the wall and gave it to Joy, saying, Sing me one of the songs that you recorded if we could get some time to record it. As kind of an in-your-face gesture, Joy performed his eight-hour-old Streets of Bakersfield. Afterward, the studio producer went into the back of the studio, brought out Buck Owens, and had Joy play it again. Owens then said to the manager, The Buckaroos have the day off, but you call them and tell them we're going to do a recording session on Homer this afternoon. Buck Owens released a recording of the song in 1973, and while that version wasn't a major hit, the re-recording he did with Dwight Yoakam in 1988 with slightly changed lyrics reached number one on the Billboard country music charts. The duet version has a strong influence of local Mexican culture, including the use of Mexican-style accordion. According to Flaco Jimenez, recorded the bouncy, uh, sorry, accordion, accordion, accordionist Flaco Jimenez recorded the bouncy accordion accompaniment to the song, which can resemble a Mexican polka. It belongs to a subgenre of country music known as the Bakersfield sound. I came here looking for something I couldn't find anywhere else I don't want to be nobody just want a chance to be myself I've done a thousand miles of thumbing Yes, I've worn blisters on my heels Trying to find me something better On the streets of Bakersfield You don't know me, but you don't like me you say you care less how I feel How many of you that sit and judge me Ever walk the streets of Bakersfield 1999, the title track from Prince's 1982 album, 1999, peaked at number 12 on the charts and reached number 27 again after Prince's death. In fact, the song will enter the top 40 a total of four times to date. From Info Galactic, Prince shares lead vocals on the track with members of his band, The Revolution, namely Des Dickerson, Lisa Coleman, and Jill Jones. Originally conceived to be a three-part harmony, it was later decided to separate out the voices and start each verse. Distinct scratching and explosion noises heard in the track were to cover mistakes during the recording of a good take.
Go On Home, the last track on Heart of Stone, a 2008 album for Chris Knight, his sixth, from Info Galactic. Chris Knight is an American singer-songwriter from Slaughter's, Kentucky. In addition to releasing solo records of his own material, Knight has had a successful career writing songs that have been recorded by Confederate Railroad John Anderson and Randy Travis, among many others. When he was three years old, he asked for a plastic guitar for Christmas. At 15, he became serious and began teaching himself John Prine songs on his older brother's guitar. In an interview, Knight commented, At one point, I could play probably 35 or 40 John Prine songs. Knight earned a degree in agriculture from Western Kentucky University. He worked for 10 years as a mine reclamation inspector and as a miner's consultant for the Kentucky Department of Surface Mining. Knight started composing when he was 26, but didn't start performing until he was 30. He got his first record deal when he was 37. In 1986, he heard Steve Earle on the radio and decided to start writing songs. After six years, he came to Nashville and won a spot on a songwriter's night at the Bluebird Cafe. Goodbye to Romance from 1980, Blizzard of Oz, Ozzy's debut album, written by Ozzy Osbourne, Bob Daisley, and Randy Rhodes. The first track written for Blizzard of Oz, and the first song that Osbourne and guitarist Randy Rhodes completed together. Osbourne has said that the song was his way of saying farewell to his former band Black Sabbath. Musically, it's an adaptation of the chord progressions found in Pachelabelle's Canon, also known as the Canon in D. The outro melody of Goodbye to Romance features a fanfare-style motif played using a synthesized trumpet.
Little Sister by Elvis Presley, written by Doc Pomus and Mort Schumann, released as a single in 1961, going all the way to number five on the charts. Lead guitar was played by Hank Garland, and the rhythm guitar was played by original Elvis guitarist Scotty Moore, with backing vocals by the Jordanaires. Presley performed it, performed it as a medley with Get Back in the 1970 rockumentary film Elvis, That's the Way It Is. It's also covered by Dwight Yoakam, Robert Plant, The Nighthawks, and Pearl Jam. So, let's get straight to the scoring. All right, so Streets of Bakersfield uh, did, did fairly okay. Uh, actually, it was, well, no, it was it was uh, probably second to last place in, in poll scores. Uh, Instagram, got, it got a two. At the other place, it got a two, so a total of four. Um, Prince's 1999. Got five total vote, votes for an Instagram one at the other place. Go on home by Chris Knight. Got no votes anywhere. Uh, Goodbye to Romance. Got six votes. Uh, mo- mostly because I left that one off the Instagram poll because you only get four spots. Uh, so I gave it my customary five points because there's no way I was kicking Goodbye to Romance off the off the list. It got one vote at the other place. Little Sister by Elvis did probably the best of all of them. Five points or five votes at Instagram, three at the other place for a total of eight. And that's going to be interesting. Okay. I guess I'm going to get my revenge on this one because you guys uh, screwed me and not didn't put Saxon in. Um, so here's how I came down. All right. My second place song, Prince 1999. Okay. Obviously, one of the great Prince songs, probably top three. Definitely top five Prince songs of all times. Um, 1999, perfect song for New Year's Eve. I remember where I exactly where I was when the year flipped from 98 to 99. I was opening for Tourniquet at a at a show down in San Jacinto, California. Uh, opening for Tourniquet and Sin Dizzy, which was uh, uh, former Striper guitarist Oz Fox, current Striper guitarist Oz Fox, but that was their, that was his, his band, uh, after Striper broke up briefly. Um, so, uh, I remember, and then I remember where I was when, you know, Y2K, when it went from 99 to 2000, I was at my buddy's Ed's, my buddy Ed's house playing, playing Dukes of Hazard video game with, with my drummer and wife and my son and, uh, we we had a very uneventful night. I think we went out and shot some fireworks, but we want you know we wanted to get out of out of the metro area for Y2K. You just didn't know what was going to happen. Okay, so that's uh, that's the second place song. Uh, third place with three three points is going to be Streets of Bakersfield, Bakersfield Buck Owens. Okay, um, 
and I think I've, you know, I've mentioned this before. Buck Owens was my, uh, my barrier to liking country music growing up. I was, and I've, I've heard this on podcasts, you know, I've been listening to podcasts about Buck Owens lately and a lot of people my age had the, had the exact same problem is that our exposure to Buck Owens was the clown that we saw on Hee Haw, the corny, you know, pathetic uh, clown that we saw on Hee Haw. You talk about dad jokes. I mean, these were, uh, these were dad jokes on steroids. All right. And, uh, and it made, it made people my age not really like that type of music. Um, but I come to find out, you know, that was his, that was, he, he had a guitarist, his lead guitarist. I'm trying to remember his name. It was, uh, Dan Rich, I think was his name. And he was, he was Buck's right hand man. He was, um, they, they went together the way Ozzy and Randy Rhodes go together. I mean, they, uh, they had they they had an even deeper relationship with that because they'd known each other for a long time. But but uh, his guitarist died in a in a motorcycle accident sometime around 1970, and and Buck was pretty much I mean he had he had uh, dominated the 60s. I mean he he was cap, uh, cap I believe it was a Capitol Records or Columbia Records I forget maybe Columbia. Um, he he was their artist of the of the decade and and uh, and he wasn't even from Nashville. He was you know he was in Bakersfield, and um, they uh, you know he he was just he dominated the charts by far probably the best uh, businessman in country music. The dude he knew how to get his publishing rights. He knew how to get control of his masters. He knew what to do with them. He helped other people do the same thing. Um, and so, so his, his deal with Hee Haw was, um, he was just trying to move forward. He didn't really have a musical direction because of the death of his, his guitarist. And so, um, Hee Haw was, was paying him a lot of money at the time. He was making upwards of half a million dollars a year, um, at a time when that was, you know, we're talking like early seventies here. And he was also the music supervisor, so he was the one that that booked the acts and and everything. And so um, that was kind of his thing. And and unfortunately, you know, for the generation that grew up in the seventies, that that's what we saw, and we didn't like it. <laughs> okay, um, but then you know, like I said, going back and and especially having someone like John Fogerty of Creedence Clearwater Revival vouch for you, that's big and. Dwight Yoakam and, you know, all these other, um, I've even heard Michael Sweet of Striper talk about how he loved listening to Buck Owens as a kid. So, um, you know, that, that, that goes a long way. At, at some point you have to ask yourself, is, is it just me? You know, is, is, am I the problem here? And so, you know, I went back and listened to his stuff and Street, Streets of Bakerfield for me is, is just a classic. I don't know why it wasn't a bigger hit for him when he first released it. But, um, and Dwight Yoakam's version is, is fantastic as well. Um, so moving on. Um, and that brings us to our, uh, fourth place song. Now this is gonna, you know, it, it was a little tough. It was tough for me because you know what a huge, uh, fan of some of these bands I am. Okay. But I'm going to give, I'm going to give the fourth place spot with two points. I'm going to give it to Go On Home by Chris Knight. All right. Um, 
very I know he's an obscure artist to a lot of you, but he's he's extremely well respected in the country music uh, world, and uh, he he's such a uh, you know a big deal in Texas that uh, you know he's not even from Texas, but uh, the governor of Texas made him an honorary Texan a couple years ago. So um, you know he's he's a pretty big deal, uh, even though you may not have heard of him. He he talks slower than I run. I was trying to listen to some podcasts of him, and he he has got the deepest southern drawl I've ever probably ever heard. And I'm from the South. In fact, when I moved to California, my first football coach he told his daughter. She told me this a couple of years ago. He told his daughter, "I hope I hope that boy runs faster than he talks." <laughs> and but uh, Chris Knight does not uh, talk faster than I run. Okay. That dude, it's slow. So, uh, but I love that song. It's it's it, that song really speaks to me. Okay, it's the it's about wanting to just just check out of all the nonsense that's going on. All right, I totally get exactly what he's saying in the song. I don't want to be part of any drama. I don't want. I mean, I'm so sick and tired of politics. I can't even I can't even begin to tell you. Um, I'm sick of all of it. Okay, and that when I hear that song, I know exactly what he's talking about. So that's why I'm keeping that. All right, so this is kind of kind of dramatic here. It's down to Ozzy and Elvis. Which one am I going to pick as my winner? Well, as you might have already deduced, since I did not uh, include the Goodbye to Romance song on the Instagram poll, which means I'm not kicking it off the list, okay? And I'm not. I'm actually going to kick... Little Sister by Elvis, okay? You know, I'm an Elvis fan. I'm a pretty big Elvis fan. Um, but and Little Sister is a great song. It is. It's a it's a it's a fine song. Uh, but it's not one of my favorite Elvis songs and uh Goodbye to Romance it, to me is the probably the most unique ballad in all of heavy metal, right? If you if you listen to power ballads by heavy metal bands, they always have one of two things that, that, I mean, I can't think of any other power ballad besides Goodbye to Romance. It doesn't have a, an acoustic guitar, at least as far as I can tell, and it doesn't have a piano, all right? Uh, one of the most famous power ballads, Motley Crue's uh, uh, Home Sweet Home. Big piano song, Right? Uh, November Rain by Guns N' Roses, big piano song. And all the rest of them have acoustic guitar. You know, that's the power ballad is usually an acoustic guitar song. And every now and then piano. Okay, but not Goodbye to Romance. It's all clean electric guitar. I think there's some, uh, I forget what the name of the effect is, but I think it's like a tube effect or something like that. Um, But there's layered guitars. There's, you know, there's big, big, uh, uh, distorted guitar during the, um, during the solo. And then there's the, the synthesized trumpet sound at the end with, with a keyboard, but it's not piano. All right. So to me, that's a very unique ballad, you know, for, for, uh, for heavy metal is to have a, have a song that's all clean electric guitar. That's a really strange thing to do and i never i never really thought about it until 
um, I started listening to it on this playlist. I'm, I'm, I'm like, okay, this is a ballad, but there's something about it. And like, I realized, well, it doesn't really have the strumming, you know, electric or a strumming acoustic guitar like you you always hear in a ballad. Nor does it have the piano. So, um, so I thought that was really unique. And but I just always loved that song. Um, you know, my first exposure to Ozzy and to heavy metal in general was was Blizzard of Oz and that song, you know, really just comes out of nowhere and is like, oh, what, what's this? You know, you, I think the first time I listened to Blizzard of Oz, you know, the, the, the songs weren't, I did, I can't, couldn't access them yet because I didn't understand the, you know, it's noise. It sounded like noise at first. And then, and then Goodbye to Romance comes on and it's not noise. It's, it's a, it's a song that a little kid could kind of access. And then, and then from there, I started to be able to access everything else. So um, it's always been a, a, a favorite of mine. And I'm going to keep it, and it's the winner. All right? Okay, so now, uh, who are we going to replace Elvis with? Well, we got some returns to the, uh, to the challengers. We got Georgia Satellites uh, coming back again. We've got Santana coming back again. And we've got a new entry in the challengers poll, the Crucified. All right, one of my one of my favorite um, Christian metal bands who I've seen several times, and they're always terrific. In fact, my band we used to cover uh, know at least one of their songs, and uh, so that should be an interesting contest. There, I I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to try to sway this one in any way at all. I'm going to let you guys totally hash this one out. Okay. All right. Now, but let me say this, okay? I, I I would ask you, number one, listen to the show, okay? And if you're not listening, you can't take my advice, can you? But if you are listening and you do vote on these polls, listen to the songs. Listen to the... If you don't know the band, look them up and listen to them, okay? Don't just vote for the band. You're, you're doing what you despise when people do when they vote for a uh, in an election, oh, you just you're just voting because you've heard that name before, okay? Or you're voting because they have that letter next to their name. Well, you're doing the same thing if you're looking at uh, the poll and oh, I've heard of them. I'm going to vote for them. Stop. Take some time. And what else are you doing? You're just you're already on your phone. You're on Instagram anyway. You're not really doing anything that important. Stop what you're doing. Go on YouTube. Look them up. Or go on Spotify and look at them, however you do it, and listen to them, okay? Expand your horizons a little bit. It's not going to hurt you none, all right? Okay, tomorrow's, or whenever we get to the next episode, uh, probably will be tomorrow, uh, the song battle will be Double Trouble by Leonard Skinner, Lodi by Credence Clearwater Revival, Revolution One by The Beatles, Acid Head by Tourniquet, and I think I like it by Boston. This is a very intriguing song battle, which we will get to on the next episode. All right, I'm going to play you guys out with another Rosetta's Tone song. This one is Hey Mister, and I will see you guys later. Have a good one.
These ideas didn't make much sense to me But the more I listened, the more I knew I had to get out and do things my own way But take a look at where I am today I've got to get back to the ones I left behind I left Stop.